There's a lot of people in the church like that today. They have left their first love. Jesus said one thing. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. If Jesus Christ is not number one in your life, then your first love is gone out the door. That's what Jesus is saying here. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's message continues our series exploring the mighty love of God. As you think about the difference between empty religious lip service and true spiritual devotion, Raul will challenge you to take an inward look at your own response to God's grace. Stay with us for encouragement to pursue a faithful, committed relationship with the Lord. Today's lesson is titled, Returning to Your First Love. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 2. One of the things about John the Beloved is that he's over 90 years old, and he has given us three wonderful books. He gave us the Gospel of John. He gave us 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And then he gives us the book of Revelation. So four major books are given to us. But here John, the beloved, is in the island of Patmos, and he uh, is waiting uh, not only to die, but he's the only apostle that never, never was killed by martyrdom. He died of natural death. Judas committed suicide, and then the rest of them died by horrible deaths because of the gospel of Jesus Christ they were preaching. But imagine how John must have felt sitting there in that rocky island of Patmos. And all of a sudden, the Lord comes to him and gives him the book of Revelation. In chapter 1, the introduction. In chapter 2 and 3, the seven churches. Chapter 4 and 5 shows him the rapture of the church and goes into heaven. And from chapter 6 through 18, you have all of the wrath of God coming upon the earth for seven last years of world history. In chapter 19, the second coming of Christ. And the setting up of his kingdom. And the 45 day judgment. And then as we go into the kingdom age. And Satan put into the bottom of the spit. And Christ rules and reigns for a thousand years. And then he lets Satan out one more time. Out of the bottom of the spit he comes. And he destroys a lot of people in the world. He and the Antichrist false prophet. And every demon and hell and death. Are cast into the lake of fire. And then the new heavens and the new earth. So it's incredible when you study prophecy in the books of the Bible. And it must have been something for John to write about seven letters that he writes concerning the condition of the seven churches. He writes to the pastors and to that congregation. And so the title of my message this morning is this, Returning to Your First Love. Returning to Your First Love. I want to speak to the church, to those that are believers. And the reason that I want to do that is because John, when he writes the seven churches, he's writing to seven pastors and seven congregations. 
And what's amazing about the seven letters is that Jesus is there in the middle of the church speaking to the church. Especially here in the book of Revelation chapter 2 verses 1 through 7. The church of Ephesus. Let's read what he says to the church and then we'll expound on it. Beginning in chapter 2 verse 1. To the angel or the pastor of the church of Ephesus write. The word Ephesus means desired ones. These things saith he, Jesus, who holds the seven stars in his right hand, and who's walking in the middle of the seven golden lampstands. Isn't that incredible? That Jesus is walking in the center of the church. Not outside the church. Inside of the church. He's walking up and down the church, looking and watching. And then in verse 2 he says, I know your works, I know your labor, and I also know your patience. And that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And have found them to be liars. And you have preserved and have patience. And have labored for my name's sake. And have not become worried. Notice how cool this church is. I mean if you wanted to attend a church. This is the church to attend. They had it all. They were a hard laboring church. They were in fellowship with one another. They were being a testimony to their community. They hated evil people and evil prophets. But then at the same time, they had one major problem. Look what he says in verse 4 and 5. He says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do your first works, or else, here's the warning, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Wow. So the warning is given to the church that it was so right on. They thought they were on target. They were comfortable. And it's incredible because in verse 6, he says, But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate, the lording over people. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the middle of paradise of God. Now, in order to understand the letter, let me give you some background to it. Because it starts out in the book of Acts chapter 19 and 20. And what's incredible in chapter 19 we have the introduction to not only Paul going to Ephesus and spending time there. Three years. And what he did is, I've been to Ephesus five times. It is an amazing, amazing city. Amazing. I got blown away. When I went to Israel and then I went to Ephesus, I couldn't have believed it. Ephesus, such a beautiful, beautiful place. The whole city of marble. When you walk down the street, there's nothing but marble. And it's incredible because this was a place where everybody came from all over Asia. To commercialize. To party. It was a real party city too. And at the same time, there was a congregation of people in the city of Ephesus, where in the city of Ephesus, they also worshiped Diana the goddess. 
And she was a goddess of what? Of sex. And that city had so many places for men to go and entertain themselves. That's why Jesus is speaking to this church. And what's incredible when you read the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians is written to the church of Ephesus. To those that were living there in Ephesus. In the first three chapters, Paul tells them what they are in Jesus Christ. In the next three chapters, four to six, he says, Now that you know who you are as a Christian, now this is what God expects of your life, biblically and doctrinally. Incredible book. And so Paul now, not only has visited there, but now John the Beloved, in the book of Revelation, chapter 2. From Acts 19... Through the book of Ephesians, through the book of Revelation, chapter 2, 1 through 7, it's been now over 30 some years. And from going to a honeymoon and almost going to a death. Think of how many churches are just like the church here in chapter 2. Many churches today. Many, many churches. That even though there's a big building and there's a lot of people within the church, yet at the same time, think of the hundreds and thousands of millions that at one time were so excited about Jesus Christ, and today they're back on drugs and alcohol and sexual things that they're doing and the internet and pornography. It's so sad. There's a lot of people in the church like that today. A lot of people that have left their first love. You're going through the motions, but the true emotion of God's love is not in your hearts and in your life. Because Jesus said one thing. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. If Jesus Christ is not number one in your life, then your first love is gone out the door. That's what Jesus is saying here. He's calling people back to their first love. It's very important that we understand that this letter is written to the Ephesians. It's written to those in Ephesus. But it's also written in the book of Revelation to everybody. Every church in history, including our church today. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'd like to remind you that our goal is to help you enjoy a rich and meaningful relationship with God. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for a convenient thumb drive of this entire love series on MP3. Now let's get back to more of Raul's message, Returning to Your First Love. And what's incredible in verse 4 and 5, John said, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you, not me, you, I didn't depart. You departed from me. You have left your first love. And then he says, think about it. Remember. Remember what? Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. What is the thing that took you away from me? What is it? What is the thing that has become your God? Instead of Jesus Christ. That's very important to I cannot answer that for you. I have to answer myself for myself. 
It's very important that we take examination every year. As a matter of fact, every day. Every day. My examination of my own personal life. Where am I heading spiritually? Am I in the Word of God? Am I praying? Am I fellowshipping? Am I witnessing? Am I being a good example to people that I work with? People that I play with? People that I do things with? Do they see me in love with Jesus Christ? Or am I manipulating people? Am I really being the standard that God called me to be? Or am I going out and bringing shame to the name of Jesus Christ by compromising? Compromising. And yet if we really truly look at the word of God as John here speaks in Jesus, in red letters is Jesus speaking. He says, nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, when you've fallen, repent and do your first works. Notice, be a doer of God's word, not just a hearer. A doer. He goes on to say this. He says, or else... I, Jesus, will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. What does he say? I'll go somewhere else where I am wanted. I'll go somewhere else where I can be of use. It's so sad to see people that are backslidden. It's so sad to see people that have fallen out of love with Jesus Christ. I know hundreds and thousands of people like that. And all the people that have said where you're sitting, where are they today? Oh yeah, there's a lot of them in different places because they move. But where are those that at one time were so excited for Jesus Christ? No wonder so many homes are falling apart because Jesus is not in the center of the camp. He's not number one in your life. If you put God number one in your life, then everything else is going to flow. Because you're reading, you're praying, you're being instructed, you're being convicted by the Holy Spirit. And then, in Hebrews 1.1, he says, Paul, God who at various times, in various ways, spoke in times past to the fathers and by the prophets, has spoken in these last days to us by His Son, Jesus Christ, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds. Wow. God the Father sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, so that He could speak to us. And He left the Holy Spirit, which is God, here. That has been speaking, continues to speak. And we continue to what? To grieve the Holy Spirit of God. How do we grieve it? By sinning against Him. By not listening. By not doing. By being disobedient. And you know when Paul was talking to young Timothy. Because in 2 Timothy, Timothy is having some problems in his life. And Paul really exhorts him. Because he has known him since he was a little child. And Paul has discipled him. In chapter 2.15, Paul said to him, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Timothy, make sure you take God's word and use it correctly. Don't abuse it. Don't misuse it. And then Paul again, writing to the Galatians, which were very legalistic, That he tells the people that, hey, listen, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Understand that. Whatever you're doing today, tomorrow, you will reap it. If you sow good seed, then you'll reap good things. If you are sowing bad seed, you're going to reap bad things. 
Bottom line, that's the way it is. In Galatians chapter 6, 7, he says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And yet people have lost heart. That's why their first love is no longer there. They've given up. They've been discouraged. And yet we need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Don't keep your eyes on other people. They'll stumble you. Everybody will stumble you. The only person that doesn't stumble you is Jesus Christ. He's perfect. We should have our eyes on Jesus Christ constantly and always. And then when John writes his letter, and he comes to the Gospel of John, in chapter 15 he writes about the true nature of being a Christian, and that is abiding in Jesus Christ. He uses the vine and the branches. He's the vine, we're the branches. That's what he says. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. No man's an island. He says, unless... It abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Apart from Christ, you can do nothing. You'll die. You'll die. Check this out. I am the vine, you are the branches, and he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And yet you think you can Nothing. Amazing. And you know what gets me as you continue that 15th chapter? He goes on to say that when the actual vine has branches, there are some branches that are dead. That one that knows how to trim trees, he comes along and he takes a dead branch and he cuts it fully, completely off, sets it to the side, and then throws it into the fire. But the true vine with the true branches... When he wants it to bear fruit, what does he do? He waters it, he nourishes it, and then he trims it so that it can bring forth more fruit. Amazing how God has given us insight. In God, through this Holy Spirit, not only does he make us develop and grow, but he gives us a heart for him and for people so that we can continue to be in prayer, in fellowship, being in the church, and being what? And giving the gospel out to people that are perishing and having the zeal and excitement and passion for Jesus Christ. But if you actually lose that passion and that love for Jesus Christ, then you're going to end up like everybody else that's been away from the church for so many years. Miserable, Without hope, without God, and at the same time on your way to hell because of the things that you're doing. It's really sad that there are so many people like that. And then again in John 14, 1 through 4, what did he say? The disciples were bummed out because he's going to leave. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. And he says, what? Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in me, believe also that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'll come again to receive you unto myself. So that where I am, you also will be with me. Wow. 
What a promise he's given to us in the Gospel of John. All the way to the Bible are promises. In Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He has to be first. Not your wife, not your husband, not your children, not your girlfriend, not your boyfriend, not your work, not your money, not your car, not anything else. Jesus, number one. Number one. And if he's not number one, you better repent. You better return to your first love this year. Make things right with God because we're living in very dangerous days. Very, very dangerous days today. In Revelation 22, 12, he says, And behold, I'm coming quickly. My reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. According to his work. Imagine that. That's why again, John says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you've fallen. Repent, do your first works, and I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Notice how many times he used the word repent. He wants us to repent. He wants us to return to him fully, completely in our lives. Paul the Apostle writing to the Ephesian church said in chapter 5, 15 to 17, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as foolish people, but as wise people. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, what I just told you, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What is the Lord's will? That I return to my first love. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. God first. And then God will do whatever He wants in your life. If you feel you've been going through the motions with God and your heart has strayed in its devotion, we encourage you to go to Him today in honesty and repentance. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's message can be yours for a donation of $5 or more. To get a copy, just call 800-634-9165. When you get in touch with us, ask for Raul's teaching titled, Returning to Your First Love. Now, before we tell you how you can get this entire love series, we'd like you to hear from our radio ministry director, Melinda Reese, with some very exciting news. Melinda? Yes, Jeff. Thank you so much. I just wanted to let everybody know that we are going back to the Ark. The Ark is in Kentucky, and I'm not sure if everybody is aware that they built an exact replica of the Ark that they speak about in the Bible. And also, we will be visiting the Creation Museum, which is an experience in itself. We will be going April 11th through the 14th. So we just wanted everybody to save the date, and more information will come as we get closer. Well, thanks so much, Melinda. Be sure and save the dates for that family trip to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum, April 11th through 14th, and keep listening for more information. Now, we'd like to tell you more about this entire love series on MP3. All 25 messages in this study have been compiled onto a conveniently portable flash drive, making it easy for you to meditate on God's Word throughout your day. Contact us to order all's 25-message love series on MP3. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your thumb drive for a gift of $25 or more. That's 800-634-9165. 
To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Somebody Loves You Radio is a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for your partnership. You're a blessing to us, and every one of your contributions is tax-deductible. Next time, as we continue our focus on God's love, we hope you'll join us. We'll all get a challenge to seek the Lord's strength to forgive those who've wronged us, showing them the same compassion and mercy that God has shown us. Here's Roll now with a closing comment. I would pray this morning that the Holy Spirit would continue to speak to each one of us individually. And that we would make up our minds this morning whether you're going to serve Him or not, but don't play games with God. Don't play games with God. You don't want to get chastened. A person that is loved by God, He will chasten because He loves you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a son or daughter of God. If you're a parent, you correct your children. If you don't, you don't love them. And in conclusion, I want to say this. That the Lord is the only one that can do that. Nobody else can do that for you. You say, well, how? Number one, you have to remember from where you've fallen. Go back, retrace your steps. Where is the place that it took you out of your first love? What's the thing that replaced Jesus in your life? Secondly, repent when you find out. Repent of your sin. Do an 180 degree turn and come back to the Lord. And then thirdly, return to do what? Return to your first works. Return to your first works. Allow God to use your life to bring glory and honor to His name. That's beneficial eternally. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.